Stay tuned for Wild Oak Living. Good morning, Mendocino County and beyond. You are tuned to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wild Oak. I bring you this program every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. And this program alternates with the Cannabis Hour. Today we have two topics coming up. Uh, oh, and before I tell you about the topics, I want you to know that um, if you have some feedback to the program, questions, suggestions for topics, suggestions for guests, uh, I can be reached by sending an email to contact at wildoak.org. That's contact at w-i-l-d-o-a-k dot o-r-g. And the other thing I wanted to tell you before we actually get into our program, the fact that today is California Public Radio Day, and it's a really great day sort of out of the usual pledge drive rotation. If you're thinking about supporting public radio, and especially if you are somebody who are is able to support public radio and maybe help take up some of the you know s- some of the load for the people who are currently not able to support public radio this would be a really good time to donate to your public radio station we bring you so much good information valuable information that help you make decisions and that help you live in our county and access resources in our county so if you're able to support public radio if you're able to support community radio like KZYX Consider going to kzyx.org and making a donation today on California Public Radio Day. That's kzyx.org, or you can call the station at 895-2324. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wild Oak Living. Today, I would like to welcome back to Wild Oak Living, uh, Claudia Wenning, who is a holistic health consultant uh, based in Willits. And Claudia was one of the uh, people who joined us two weeks ago when we talked about the upcoming event. At the time, it was still an in-person event planned for August 28th at the at the uh, Little Lake Grange outdoor event. But since then, it's been changed into an indoor, I mean, into an online event. (laughs) And Claudia is going to tell us briefly about that. And then we're going to go into something that we talked about two weeks ago and that I would like to sort of do on a regular basis um, going forward. We are faced with so many challenges and it's really hard for many people to just keep going on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, with a positive, hopeful attitude, because, um, you know, we, there's there's the pandemic, there's a climate crisis, there's so many challenges that we're being faced with. And so as a, as a kind of a community service, I would like to offer this opportunity for people to call in and share not so much, you know, the challenges, although, of course, we do want to hear about that, but what we really want to hear about is what keeps you going. Because I'd like to see this as an inspiration to, to others. What resources do you access? What practices, uh, you know, help you? What, what are you doing that, that helps you get through this and stay sane and stay hopeful? That's really what we want to talk about today. So Claudia Wenning, welcome to back to Wild Oak Living. And I'd like to invite you first to tell us a little bit about the changes to the event that's coming up and then just a brief introduction of yourself and then we'll get into our topic. Thank you so much for having me again. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yes, we have had a lot of meetings about this and finally said, okay, for obvious reasons, we are not going to have an outdoor event anymore. We're going back to Zoom, which by now everybody knows what Zoom is. Actually, the the website is zoom.us, by the way. So um, the event is called Community Immunity. It is happening on this Saturday from 1 till 5 p.m. We are, and we are not technically uh, savvy (laughs) at all, but I think we get this together. We are offering a streaming event from 1 to 5. And uh, if you have a pen and paper, the meeting ID is 353-931-6969. The passcode is any, which is uh, our um, event Organizer. Do you want to repeat that because you went through that a a little quickly? Yes. In fact, I I will give you some links where you can find that too. The meeting ID is 353-931-6969, passcode Annie. Annie Annie, as in the name Annie or or the word Annie? uh, Annie, A-N-N-I-E. Okay. 
the name Annie. Mm -hmm. If you have access to Facebook, you just put in community immunity and the event will come in. In case you're on the computer on your phone, you just click on that Zoom link and you'll get in. So that's one way of doing so it. So on Facebook, and that, I'm assuming that's a public Facebook page so that even if you're not a member of Facebook, you can go to that page and click on that link? Good question. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But com if search on Facebook for community and unity, because, you know, if, if it's a public Facebook page, a lot of people don't know that you don't have to be a member of Facebook to look up a page on Facebook as long as that page is public. So that's why oh, that's I'm asking. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. See, I learned something. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So the event is going to have the speaker lineup as we talked about last week. And these are just amazing herbalists and practitioners. We are from Mendocino County, but the solutions we have, we want to share them far and wide. So going online is actually nice because we can reach more people. And, you know, you can sit in Philo, you can sit in, in Eureka, you can sit in Eureka, Arkansas and be part of this right. if you want to, right? Okay, here goes. So I'm going to talk about our topic also for today, resilience for the immune system and stress relief as a holistic approach. Then we have Autumn Whitaker, which will talk about herbs and protocols she used because she had COVID herself. Then we have Diane Smalley. She's going to talk about how to know and nurture your lymphatic system. Sarah Grasky, she's going to talk again about using herbs based on the Stephen Booner protocol. If you are interested in herbs you may have heard about this herbalist uh, from arizona he has provided literally a plethora of herbal solutions for a lot of issues and so if you want to look him up his last name is spelled b-u-h-n-e-r Stephen with a ph Stephen Booner, Booner protocol Stephen Booner pro, pro covid protocol you'll find those in, that information on the on the internet yeah yeah, tremendous amount of work. And mm -hmm. um, I hope she will talk about ancestral herbs and anti-racism. She is presenting the Mendocino County Herb Guild, which I'm member too. And that is an incredible organization, which uh, I think is a wonderful starting point to reach out to other people who want to learn about herbs. And if you are interested at all, you can actually get in touch with the Mendocino County Herb Guild at, I'm plugging them, listen, yeah. <laughs> uh, info at mendocinoherbguild.com. And I think okay. their website is mendocinoherbguild.com. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And last but not least, Adonna Deterra, which is, she's well known by all herbalists in the county. She is going to show on, you know, on the video, how to create the herbal lung support tincture with Yerba Sanda. So that is what I have to say about the event. Johanna, you have questions about all? Um, so before we get, you know, we're here today to sort of continue this conversation we had last year, last uh, last program about the about how to help yourself how to be resilient in the face of challenges like the pandemic, like the climate crisis, like other challenges that we're facing right now. And so I just wanted to, for you to briefly introduce yourself with, and give a little bit of a background. And then we will invite callers to call in, as I said earlier, to talk about it. And, and, you know, as you give your background, if you want to like make some introductory remarks, please feel free. And then we'll invite callers to come in and, and tell us what's, what's helping them right now. What resources and things that are you accessing that's helping you? And then Claudia will stand by. If you have questions, if you have challenges that you're facing, Claudia might have some feedback. She might not, but she might. You know, it's up to Claudia to decide to decide uh, what 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 you want to offer uh, and what you want to address. So, uh, so the stage is yours, Claudia. Thank you very much. So my name is Claudia Venning. I have an office in Willits. I'm a traditional naturopath and functional medicine provider. Um, I use natural medicine to help people to come back into balance. And 
we most of the time start from a point of imbalance, which is often um, expressed as pain. So it could be physical pain, it could be emotional pain, it could be um, mental pain, which is, you know, stress, anxiety, anguish, anguish, and certainly overwhelm. Mm -hmm. That's where I come in. Um, I see myself as someone who helps to shine the light into the areas which are combombolated, uh, if you will. So overwhelm is probably the most common denominator at this moment. And it is something we all know how it feels. I would assume, I certainly know what overwhelm feels like. So we all have something in common and we all have something that works for us better than other solutions in order to deal with it. And I like to use the word to navigate through life while we are experiencing these stressful emotions. There's one thing we all can do, which is free. It really has hardly any restrictions. And that is to share with each other what works for us. And then, of course, we quickly will find out what works for one person may not be the right approach for another person because we are all individuals. There's no one like you, Johanna. There's no one like me. Nevertheless, what if my experience with a certain lifestyle change, nutrition, use of herbs, um, conscious breathing, what if my experience with any of these or many other tools, if I share, share that experience with someone else, what if that resonates so well with the other person that this other person says, I'm going to try this for myself. And I'll even go further. I'm going to modify this so it works for me to bring me back to my center, to bring me back into this, you know, this palpable sense of um, harmony. We all have been there too. You know, when you're in the state of harmony, I mean, there's nothing like it. It's like this delicious goosebump moment um, that we know when we're there. So the question is, how can we invite this moment in more often in our lives, rather than being, again, overwhelmed with, oh my God, how am I going to get through the day? Oh my God, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And you know, as you're talking, I'm realizing, uh, and because we only have a half hour for this first yes. segment because of time constraints, um, you know, it's it's a big topic. And of course, we're not going to have a lot of time for a lot of people to call in. But I think just the comments that you made, you know, the, the, the important point that you made about share with each other, talk to each other about what works for you, about what helps you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take on another person's load. You know, no. you can you can just talk about yourself and have the other person talk about themselves, and you don't necessarily have to, you know, like feel like you have to be the savior of humanity, um, right? I mean, that's 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 I think a big fear that some people have about engaging in these kinds of conversations is that they they will take on somebody else's load. I wonder if you yes. want to just address that a little bit briefly, and then we'll yes. open the phone lines. Yes. Um, okay. The, the, the short answer to that, and we could philosophize about this for hours. Right. Um, my approach is that truly we cannot take on someone else's load, even if we try to. Because literally, <laughs> there is a proprietary aspect of let's say i have a problem right well even if i would try to just unload it on someone i can try that and i may even feel better for a little bit nevertheless the 
specificity of that problem is not going away as much as I try to unload it because the problem is mine as a quest to find a solution to it. And if the other one, out of the love of their heart, wants to take on my problem, they, and they're trying really hard, it's still as hard as they try, they cannot make it their problem. And that's actually is the problem. If I want to take, I, I really care for someone and I want to take their problems away. And it is very, very heavy on me while I'm doing this. Nevertheless, I don't have the access to the intricacies that the problem has created in that other organism, if you will, in that other being, in the other um, field of the relationships that other being has. So it would be much healthier for the both of us, yes, that I can communicate. I wish I could take the sorrow away from you. And I literally think that often, you know, my God, I'm meeting somebody and I say, gosh, I wish I could take this sorrow away from them. Make but the magic wand. Yeah. Yes, but I may not be equipped, literally, I may not be equipped to do that. But what I can do is be there as close and as present and as aware as I can to listen to listen to the process they are going through. And a really good example, which probably most of us know, if we have someone we really care about and this person is going through a situation of deep grief, having lost someone. In that instant, I think we all have come to the realization we cannot take the grief away from the person. And even if we actually would deprive the person of the process of going through the, the very close connection and the processing of letting go to that other person or animal or situation, you know. Um, so there is a, there is a slight undertone what if it would not even serve that person that well if I literally could do magic and take the grief away? So then, one of the other options simply is be with them in their state of grief. Support them. Listen. Respond Give them what they need to have the space and the acceptance to go through it. And yeah, maybe just, you know, cook dinner for them. Do something practical. Go for Help a walk with them. Yes, eat very good. Right. Help them to stay present in their physicality, to take care of their physicality. Um, help them maybe to get a massage or any anything that would help them to still be with themselves while they're going through the process. So that would be my answer to that. I hope that is not too radical. Makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. And you know what, Claudia, we did promise that this would be a call-in program, but you know, I did realize that half an hour is not a lot of time to introduce the program give some feedback and I mean, give some background on what we're talking about and then take phone yes. calls. So today's just going to be like a sampler of what future programs will be like that will be an hour long when we're mm -hmm. not when we're not under time constraints. And so we do have time just sort of on a sample basis, if somebody would like to call in and share, you know, just briefly, um, what are you doing that's helping you go through this pandemic? Or maybe somebody else has helped you. So if you, or if you have a question for Claudia related to that, you could give us a call right now. We have a couple of minutes to take one or two phone calls. And the number to reach us here in the studio is 707. I'm sorry. 707-895-2448. 707-895-2448. And we do have a call. 
Hello, caller. You're live on Wild Duck Living. Good morning. Great show. Please come back. Okay. Yes, I plan to do this regularly, like on about a quarterly basis or something like that. We will definitely continue to do that. Thank you for your feedback. All right. We have our endorsement, Claudia. <laughs> and we do have another most, call. Most appreciated. Thank you, caller. Hello, caller. You're live on Wild Duck Living. Hello. I wanted to uh, tell you a couple things that have been very helpful to me. And uh, one of them is the uh, tapping that you do on the meridian while you repeat your problems and confirm that you... At the same time, as you have these problems, you still respect and love yourself, accept yourself. It's totally. called EFT, right? EFT? I think so. Mm-hmm. And that's been, uh, it, it's really helped in all kinds of situations. And the other thing that's helped me is when people have told me that they're going to say a prayer for me. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know why, but the power of their wishes of their good wishes, they don't have to be, you know, religious. But to just have people wishing the best for you, somehow it does help. That's and a that's- really great idea, yeah. Because it shows you other people care about you, I think, right, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for that information. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, EFT, I don't know exactly what EFT stands for, but it is a very powerful method that I've practiced myself. And there are actually apps now that you can get, download free apps that will guide you through the EFT process that are really convenient. Yeah, EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. Mm -hmm. There's a long history about it. It's very beautiful. You can do this uh, anywhere, anytime. It is a very self-empowering tool available to anybody. Yeah, I... I think it's wonderful. And it's and so simple, you don't even have to have somebody teach you. You can learn it yourself. You can learn You can learn it on the radio show. Mm-hmm. It is that simple. You can find printouts on, online. I have given several uh, courses about this too. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Maybe next mm-hmm. time we do this, we can actually give a little example of an, a short EFT session and, have, and guide people Absolutely. through it. That would be great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I think this was a great example of the kinds of calls that we would love to get in this program of people sharing or people, you know, have asking questions. I so appreciate Claudia having you on the air today. Claudia Wenning, if you're interested, do you have, want to offer your website if people want to offer a follow up with you or phone number or yes. however you want to do it? Yes, it's ClaudiaWenning.com, C L A U D I A W E N N I N G. My phone number is 707-371-6103. And you can find me in Willits at the Little Lake Range. Great. Well, thank you so much, Claudia Wenning. We will do this again in the future. Yes. Today was a little bit of a sample of the kind of uh, community, helping community uh, kind of call-in programs that we want to keep doing so that uh, so that we can all help each other and, and better deal with uh, to all the challenges that we're being faced with all at once. <laughs> Thanks again, Thank Claudia. you so much. All right. Bye-bye. bye-bye. You are listening to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wildock. I bring you this program every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. If you have some ideas or questions or want to share uh, suggestions for future guests or future topics, please be in touch. Send me an email. And my email address is contact at wildoak.org. That's contact at W-I-L-D-O-A-K dot O-R-G. As I said, we are planning to do this these kinds of programs uh, probably with a sort of a rotation of, of local uh, health practitioners as navigators um, to, um, and we're going to just call them community resilience programs at, until I come up with a better name. Um, and the next one is going to be in a couple of months. So stay tuned. If you would like to make sure that you don't miss a program of Wild Duck Living and, and want to be on the list uh, uh, for the announcements that I, that I frequently, although not always, send out prior, prior to programs, you can also send me an email and I'll put you on that list. It's not, you're not going to get spammed. You're just going to get at most every two weeks an announcement about the upcoming radio program. And that email again is contact at wildoak.org. And now we're going to 
Actually, I was going to say we're going to switch gears, but it's actually not so much of a switch of gears in the sense that um, the topic that's coming up also has to do with with uh, community, community building community. Um, so I'd like, like to welcome uh, Cisha Rob. Uh, we we put this program together on very short notice, and I'm so glad it worked out because what it, it sounds what you're doing sounds like a really fascinating undertaking, and I'd like to just invite you to share with us um, what you're here to talk about this with this beautiful new school project that you're doing in Philo. Uh, well, I uh, created a kind of a one room schoolhouse here in uh, Anderson Valley. It's called Boone Tribe Community School. Um, we just, I really like teaching children, uh, of multiple ages. I like teaching children where, you know, we're outdoors, where there's high interest, where, you know, they're, they're, uh, what they are interested in really leads the learning. And, um, I think in this kind of, you know, out, out here, little rural community, there is a little niche for a school like that. And I think I've found it. We kind of, we opened our doors uh, June a couple years ago. And ever since then, we've been kind of growing and changing and shifting. And even through these crazy uh, times of COVID, we've, uh, we only shut our doors for three months. Um, the rest of the time we have been open and the kids have had a relatively safe place to continue their learning, uh, both socially and academically. So it's been a really special little world that uh, this community has created together. And I just want to, before we get more talking more about the school, and you also have a fundraiser coming up, uh, and I want to talk about that as well. I just want to talk a bit, give give people a sense uh, of you as a, as a teacher and a and a person as sort of the background for our conversation. I read in the in the announcement that you sent out uh, that you taught for many years in the Bay Area and Anderson Valley and in Ukiah, uh, and you have a master's degree in reading and language and love to teach kids, um, but you don't necessarily fit sort of in your classic school district, school kind of model. <laughs> so talk a, no, bit about, talk a bit about that and about, about how your background has led you to, to starting your own little one-room schoolhouse. Yeah, so uh, I, I, you know, I, I went to, I, I knew from my third grade teacher, I loved her so much, and um, I knew from that moment, the day I started that school year, that I wanted to be a teacher. And so I just worked toward that. I was always helping in classrooms with the younger kids. I was always tutoring. I got a scholarship out of high school from tutoring um, the special ed kids there. And, you know, I just, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to uh, reach the kids, help the kids, you know, at, on an individual level. You know, I, I wanted them to, to understand that, that each, you know, each individual meant something. And as I got into teaching, it, it felt like this is what I wanted to do in the classroom. But my way of teaching didn't fit in with the way that, you know, the, the administration was being told that the, that the students had to be taught. There was a lot of top down. Th these are the materials that you, that you need to teach the kids. And I really struggled with that because I was noticing that there were some kids being left behind and there were some kids that were just flying right ahead and they were just so bored. And this, you know, one size fits all curriculum really didn't work for me, for the kids. And I just became more and more depressed. I tried different schools. I tried different grades. I tried getting a master's degree. I tried lots and lots of things. I love public school. I want it to be accessible to all children. You know, um, equality is really important, but the, for me and my teaching style and the way that I noticed that a lot of the students who are getting, who are falling through the cracks are, um, you know, they're the, the system that, that is offered to them isn't working. My goal is to just make sure that every kid gets an education, both socially and academically and long-term goal. Let's make this free. That would be amazing. But I have to somehow figure out a way to do that. Because as of right now, in order for me to be able to 
give each child their individual education at their individual level with their individual needs, I have to create curriculum all by myself. And I have to and I have to, you know, know each child and I have to, you know, know where they're coming from and know where they need to be going. And I have to know how old they are and I have to know what their background is and, you know, what their home life is like and what everything, everything goes into teaching a child. I think all parents know that and, and all teachers really know that as well. But there's a lot of instances where as a public school teacher, I had to let go of most of that and, and it, I felt like I was getting rid of a lot of what teaching really is. And so I kind of backed away from that and I, I did a lot of soul searching and I figured out what it was that I needed, uh, you know, to fulfill my soul as a teacher and what the children needed either in this community or other communities, maybe this model that I've created could work elsewhere. Um, and I, I found a little niche for now uh, as to how to make it possible for the students to receive their individual education without having the top down, this is the curriculum that you have to teach. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've created at Boone Tribe is we have created a little environment where uh, me, who who is capable of creating this curriculum, can for this small group of kids, and we can do it without the the you know the regulatory, you know the federal government or the state government who gives us the standards or the materials in the public school system, without them saying that this is what you have to teach. But with that, and this is why we're having a fundraiser it has to be entirely tuition-based because I can't accept any funding from those regulatory agencies. Right. So. Right. I understand. Um, and, and we'll talk about the fundraiser in a moment. I just want to reiterate that you are listening to Wild Oak Living. And uh, my guest, this is Johanna Wild Oak, and this program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 until 10 a.m. And my guest today is Cisha Robb, and she is talking about a school in Philo called Boont Tribe and uh, what makes it special and also um, about a fundraiser how if, if you like and support this model how you can how you can help keep it going um, uh, let's let's just spend a couple minutes about you've already talked about what, you know the main thing that makes your school special which is the individual attention and individual pace for 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 every child that takes in con- in consideration all these things that you mentioned background family life etc um, you you also talk a little bit in the information that you sent me about um, I mean it's just a, a long beautiful list of things that you do and that makes the school special but if you just want to pick a couple of highlights to talk about um, you know and maybe it also address is it similar for example to Montessori or to Waldorf or how does that play into it because those are concepts that some people might be familiar with Right. Yeah. I actually did try to compare myself to both Waldorf and Montessori recently. And I, I, I would say that Waldorf and Montessori have a lot of similarities themselves. And I kind of fit into some of that, but they also have some differences and I kind of veer away from them as well. So Montessori really <clears throat> um, uh, pushes uh, children learning um, and and teaching themselves how to learn. So you give them some of the materials and they become independent learners. To me, that's really important, especially with a lot of the kids that choose to come to a program like mine. A lot of them are on a bit more of a homeschool type track and they're going to need to know how to learn. I want to know this piece of information. How do I get that piece of information? Not who do I get it from, but how can I get it myself? So that's really um, important for me. Uh, with Wal, I'm I would say I'm more similar to Waldorf because I like imaginative play. I think it's very very important that that children use their imaginations, that they work together, that they create these uh, you know uh, environments, these um, you know parts of play that that expand their imaginations. We do that. We we write plays. We, I, I, I give them, you know, free time to kind of create whatever. I try to give them as many different materials, costumes, um, art, 
whatever we possibly can. We make movies. We do everything that we can to kind of expand who their own individual creativity. So um, in that regard, I think I'm a little bit more similar to Waldorf. But um, I don't follow anything specifically because we live in such a small community. In order for me to help as many kids as possible, I need to be open to reaching each child where they need to be met. There's many different learning styles and each child has one that really works for them or two or three. And I need to make sure that that is what I, you know, at least start with to get them, you know, feeling comfortable, feeling safe, feeling interested, feeling like, you know, coming to school is what they want so that we can kind of expand and push and learn every day. So, yeah. And you mentioned outdoor. That I think that's a really important aspect too. Um, a lot of kids nowadays spend a lot of time on their devices and not much time outdoors. So maybe just address that a bit. Yeah, we use computers as tools. We use them probably an hour or two a week. I use videos, 10, 15 minute educational videos, maybe once or twice a week. But other than that, that's it. We don't have any, you know, I, I feel like in the environment that we're living today, everybody gets enough screen time at home. And, and you know, not and that's not even, some kids don't even have television home, but they still get screen time. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's in the grocery stores. It's at the gas stations. It's everywhere. Right. So you know, we car. have a lot of, <laughs> yeah, in the car. We have a lot of outdoor play. We, we, we do things with our hands. We do a lot of writing. Our, we work really hard on fine motor skills and gross motor skills, you know, uh, bouncing the ball and, you know, jumping rope and climbing trees and, you know, using a, uh, uh, the pencil and the um, paintbrush and things like that. Lots of things that just, you know, make your body just ready and aware for the environment around you. And also, at, excuse me, also outside, we do have an outdoor classroom that was really pretty much community built last year it's this huge area that holds three um picnic tables and so even in the middle of winter we have waxed canvas curtains we can be learning outside in the fresh air um that's so amazing it's, yeah it's great we were we're set <laughs> for whatever the world wants to throw at us. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just reiterate that you're tuned to Wild Duck Living. This is Johanna Wild Duck. My guest, Tisha Robb, is, is talking about the uh, Bunt Tribe School in Philo. And you and as we mentioned earlier, you have a fundraiser coming up. Let's talk a bit about that, uh, what it is, why it's needed, how people can help support it. Yeah, as I said before, the the uh, program, Boone Tribe Community School, the, the entire program is tuition funded. And so even though our overhead is as low as it possibly can be, the mm, Philo United Methodist Church is wonderful with, with helping with, you know, low rent and, you know, making it very possible for us to have that centralized location. It, it It's still... <laughs> people cost money. <laughs> so we have three staff members that we need to pay. There's myself. Um, we have a new teacher this year, Teacher Haley. And then we also have a new assistant teacher this year, um, Teacher Nora. And so the that has to be paid for. Uh, and so in order for the parents to be able to afford this kind of academic program for their kids, whether it's part-time or full-time, we're, we're setting up this scholarship program to try and make it affordable to as many people as possible. Um, the Boonville Hotel will be hosting a paella night on September 15th, and um, tickets uh, will be available on the, the 1st of September. Um, every ounce of, you know, whatever we make out of the fundraiser will be going to the scholarship fund um, to try and help parents uh, with affording tuition at the school. Uh, at the dinner, in addition to dinner, there will be a silent auction of, you know, lots of different things throughout from throughout the Valley and also through Mendocino County. So we hope that uh, you guys can join and help support the scholarship program at Boot Tribe. 
And that, again, just to reiterate the date and the location? It's at the Boonville Hotel, and it's September 15th at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. And is there is there a Facebook page or a web link or something that people can check out for more information or can get in touch if they have questions? Yeah, I have a website, which I think is a little dated at this point, but it does have a lot of good information and, and pictures of the school. It's boonttribe.org, B-O-O-N-T-T-R-I-B-E.org. And then I'm also on Facebook, Boont Tribe Community School. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, go ahead and send me an email at boonttribe at gmail.com, B-O-O-N-T-T-R-I-B-E at gmail.com. Um, can you, we, we still have a little bit of time left. And by the way, if anybody wants to call in and ask some questions for you about the school, you're welcome to call in, to give us a call at 707-895-2448. Um, otherwise, maybe we could get, um, a li some, you know, some sample about what, what does a typical school day look like? And, and maybe also talk about what are some of the challenges of, of running a one, a one classroom, t a one room type school with kids of various ages in it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, when this school started, it was just one room. This year, we are expanding into two rooms. Which All is right. Very uh, so in the beginning, though, uh, what I have found, yes, it's wonderful for the children to learn from older kids and younger kids. But when it comes to academics, kids who are learning how to read and then kids who know how to read really need to be separated when it comes to uh, trying to, you know, really push them at their individual levels. So I have separated the five to seven-year-olds approximately. I don't really go by age or grade. It's where they are maturity-wise and where they are academically. It doesn't matter and nothing else matters. And then um, the older kids, which is usually about seven to 11, um, they are in a different space. Because I only had one classroom, it was all part-time. So the littler kids came Monday, Wednesday, and then the bigger kids came Tuesday, Thursday. And then I also had preschool Fridays. So um, three different age groups could be served in the community. I heard from the community that we needed a full-time program. And so this year, with the help of the, uh, the Methodist Church in Philo, we have been granted the permission to um, expand into other parts of the building. And so now we can have two classrooms. We can have a lower elementary class where the kids are learning how to read. We can have an upper elementary class where the kids know how to read. We can, you know, kind of expand there. And we still have preschool Fridays. So that's why we have our um, three staff members now. There will be a, a teacher in each classroom and then the assistant teacher will be back and forth between the two. Um, the, uh, a typical day in the life uh, at Boot Tribe is definitely, it sounds a bit chaotic. Uh, <laughs> kids arrive uh, around nine, between nine and 9.30. And it's very, very important for them to socially link with their peers before we start anything academically. It, what I have learned is just, it, if they don't get at least five, 10 minutes to, to say hi, to you know establish some kind of social connection, the academic day just doesn't work. I, so, I learned I, that in 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 chorus practice for the women's chorus that I that I sing in. If we don't have a chance to talk beforehand, then we end up talking during practice and getting distracted. Yep. <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter whether you're a kid or an older adult; it all happens the same way. <laughs> I, I don't think people really understand this, or at least we don't kind of uh, consciously connect that if you're not socially happy, you can't really do much else. And when they're kids, it just blocks everything out. So it's very important that they're socially okay. I, I would say that 75% of my day, even though I have a master's degree in education, I would say 75% of my day is spent in psychology and social, you know, making sure that, you know, oh, did you ask for that? Oh, you know, did you communicate clearly? Were they listening? Oh, they weren't listening. You tried. Let's go talk together. So it's really modeling how to be a good citizen. It's modeling how to communicate. It's, mo you know, and then also kind of letting it go and seeing, ah. Uh, you know, what happens when you do it yourself? Oh, those are some consequences. So that's a really, really big part of our day. And that's so a huge thing that, I mean, that's one of the reasons you go to a school as opposed to learning by yourself at home is, is to learn that social interaction, right? I would think. 
Yeah, and and what I found in the in the larger school settings is that a lot of that is lost. Mm-hmm. The playground has almost a hundred kids on it at a time, and one or two adults. And so that modeling, that you know, ha- learning how to have social interactions, sometimes just kind of falls. And, and the, the adult feedback to whatever it is that you're doing or not doing. Yeah, and. and- Right. And those teachers who are out on that playground need to have eyeballs, you know, about not just in the back of their head, but on the sides and everywhere else, because there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's tough being out there on yard duty. Um, So after we kind of touch base socially, we come inside and we have about an hour of a really tight academic something. Usually it's reading and writing. It's a, it's a small group. It's pretty intense. That's when the kids have most energy. But I don't usually have just one thing planned. I have an idea. This is the goal. How are we going to get there? So an example I would have is I was teaching about prehistoric animals, and I wanted kids to understand that mammals evolved from, you know, reptiles and then reptiles that had babies and then you know reptiles that grew fur so i wanted them to see that there was a progression but i didn't i didn't have any i had like four or five different books that we could read and i had a couple art projects and between the two classes they both chose different paths to get to that concept of oh you know the animals that live on the earth today evolved from animals that lived on the earth a long time ago and they no longer exist and so it i it is extremely flexible it is very time consuming as the educator to develop these you know goals lesson plans and to have all of these materials available but it creates just incredible high interest and it and it creates you know uh, a wanting and almost a yearning for education And so for me, it's worth all of the extra time to kind of put into it. But it also means that I can only teach so many kids. <laughs> I can't do this with 30 kids. I can only do it with eight or 12. Right. You know, my max, the, the state says in the building, I'm allowed to have 14 students. My max is 12. I won't go above that. I, I feel like I lose my connection with the kids. And that, that just takes away everything that I've worked for. Yeah. Can I be a kid again and come to your school? <laughs> <laughs> it's I feel like this is what we, I feel like this is what what it was meant to be yeah. and it kind of got lost about yeah. 115 years ago it got lost 20 120 years ago it got lost I had a little bit of that in elementary school but you know as soon as as soon as um you know I moved on you know they, that all got lost like you said yeah 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 my own personal opinion is that it just when you try to expand it to the amount of kids that you want to educate in those larger buildings it it you know something gets lost the right. personal connection gets lost so. You're listening to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wild Oak, um, and my guest, Cisha Rob, is talking about the Boon, uh, Tribe Community School. And we just have a couple minutes left, um, maybe three minutes or so, um, for you to share uh, anything that you want to share that we haven't asked you about and to reiterate the details about your upcoming fundraiser again. Yeah. Um, if anybody needs support with, you know, their academic journey, I'm I'm... That is what I have dedicated my life to, is to try and support kids through, you know, their journey. Me, I personally did wonderful in the public school system. I, I, I did. I just thrived in it. But not every child does. And I did not. Because <laughs> of that, I have created this. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't. And, and there was no alternative. And so my goal is to just have an alternative. You know, I have a two-year-old. If my two-year-old decides that they want to go to public school because that's where their friends are and they're thriving in that system, I'm going to support that because that, you know, their, acad- their academic journey is what they need. And if that fits them, great. But if my two-year-old is a lot like my husband and he struggles through the public school system, then he has an alternative. He can come to school with me. Right. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the the fundraiser for our little program is September 15th and um it is at the Boonville Hotel at six o'clock and tickets will be available on September 1st. 
We've got flyers all over town and also up on Facebook, and um, we'll just try and keep everybody um, abreast of all the new information. And you mentioned just briefly that um, you know your school is supported by by tuition, um, and uh, but you also do offer some scholarships. So you know some some if if you're motivated by helping the school offer scholarships to kids in your community, then that would also be a good reason to support the fundraiser. Right. Yeah. This this fall, we were able to offer um, four scholarships. We were able to offer two thousand dollars scholarships and two five hundred dollars scholarships. And so it's a start. Um, but uh, the uh, this uh, fundraiser should continue our scholarship fund and make it so that we'll be able to consistently offer things like that. And parents can count on it. So. Thank you so much, Cesar Rob, for doing what you do and and for for creating this this uh, Bunt Tribe Community School and for being on Wild Oak Living to talk about it today. And all the best for your for your for your future. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. You've been listening to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wild Oak. As I said earlier, this program comes to you every other Thursday. So tune in again two weeks from today at nine o'clock for another edition of Wild Oak Living. If you have any comments, feedback, questions, suggestions for future topics, please send me an email. The email address is contact at wildoak.org. That's contact at W-I-L-D-O-A-K dot O-R-G. Again, today is California Public Radio Day. Please go to kzyx.org and click on the donate button and, and do what you can to support and help this vibrant community radio stations continue to stay on the air successfully and bring you the information and the entertainment, the information you need and the entertainment that you enjoy. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you in two weeks. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willetson Dukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening. <laughs>